Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Thursday, November 1st, 2022. I'm one of your host, Blessing Adioye Jr., and I'm joined by LaCroix Poppy himself, a.k.a. my fellow Forbes 30 under 30, a.k.a. Tim Ma fucking Gettys. There's a lot more of us now, Bless. 30 new games, 30 under 30s have been added this week. Did you check out the list? I did. Yeah, Courage Did you recognize the names? Teams. Some of them. Okay. Is there I was any one... in particular that you... Well, did? like, when I first went through it, it was that thing of, like, oh, I recognize none of these people. Am I Am I old now? Like, am I just... Am I out of date? Do I not... Like, am I... Do I not have my um, my ear to the ground? <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, yeah, going through, again, I was like, oh, wait, no, that's Courage. All right, cool. I know Courage. And then there's also uh, Natalie Watson, who did do work for, for uh, Waypoint, now does work or has been doing work for the game Immortality. So I recognized her as well. But it's that thing where I was expecting to uh, recognize way more names than I actually did. Oh, no, no. If you ever look at the list, it's like 90% people you, you would never know. It's people just getting their, their accolades. They're flowers, if they're flowers. you will. Of course, they're flowers. Tim, mm-hmm. we're not that far away from... Actually, first of all, I should point out that we are work, we're doing this, this episode from the lab, the streaming room, as some call it. Right where Snowmack Mike usually comes comes into play, mm-hmm. uh, because there's stuff going on in the actual studio. Right, right now it's it's being occupied. It's being secret there's good stuff. work being done. Really cool secret stuff happening, and so we got kicked out uh, into over here, and so you get a, a rare kind of back to work from home episode with you and me, except we're in the same room, and so it's kind of weird because I can hear you talk, but I can also hear you in the Discord as well. So it's like yeah. this cool echo effect. It's and an adventure. It's cool. We're gonna, we're gonna have it together, bless me and you. Games daily. Someone say the best duo. I mean, I would say that, you know, Thank who's, who's, who's you beating know. us? I don't know. Gary, Greg Gary Wood is not on the show as much anymore. So like, who the, who the fuck else? So who else? <laughs> <laughs> so who the fuck else? Uh, Tim, what, we're a week away from the Game Awards? A week away. Isn't that wild? I'm so stoked for this, man. Like we were talking about this uh, a couple of days ago, but like this year feels like there's a lot of potential because we, we were pretty heavy loaded in the beginning of the year and the summer game fest era of showcases and announcements and then that kind of just fell off a cliff like we haven't really had the state of plays or playstation showcases uh, nintendo directs like all of that really at all this last like half of the year so this is kind of the 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 final hurrah for this year but also the real preview for next year in in a lot of ways like we know so many more release dates for games coming out next year than i feel like we've ever previously known like I know that the last couple of years have been weird with delays, so like um, there has been uh, steadily more and more releases every year that we were aware of from in that January to March area. But I'm pretty sure that this is like the most quote unquote confirmed stack first half of the next year that we've ever had. So that's exciting for Game Awards because we'll probably get updates on a lot of those games, but then also kind of get a little bit of teases of what to get for the rest of the year like what what's the fall gonna look like if the first half includes breath of the wild 2 tears of the kingdom oh yeah and you starfield I mean? right and, and like, resident evil 4 and dead space and uh oh, the dead island dead island 2 like the list goes on in terms of games that are coming out in the spring right and you know here says we had our september direct i'm sure yeah the farmers enjoyed that one right mm-hmm. all, all all you people out there playing your farming games your farming simulators out there on, on the field doing your work uh i'm sure y'all enjoyed that but like I think the Game Awards for what we can expect here, right, what can you expect next week, I'm looking forward to big things. I've been actually writing down the ideas that I've had in my head for the, um, uh, what should we call it episode, the predictions episode for where we're going to pre- predict the announcements. And next like, week, Gamescast will be doing exactly that. Yeah, and I, I've been writing down as I go, just like, 
reports, headlines, you know, things that I peep here and there on the internet to kind of like try and understand where the show is going. When I tell you that, my Google Doc for that is painting a really great picture for the Game Awards if they're able to pull all these things together, right? If they're able to have pretty much all the all of what they could have there, right? Like the exciting stuff happening next year and also just rumors and all the stuff that we've heard. It's going to be a fun time. Yeah, very, very excited for it. Tim, you know what else is going to be a fun time? This episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily. Sure. So let's talk about today's stories, which include Nintendo speaking on Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, Jeff Keighley making some moves and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and week at 10 a.m. live right here on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games and Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later, youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for Kind of Funny Games Daily. Remember, you can use Epic Creator Code Kind of Funny on all Epic Store and Epic in-game purchases like Rocket League and Fortnite to help support the channel. To be a part of the show, head to kindoffunny.com slash KFGD to write in with your questions, squad-ups, and more. And remember, patreon.com slash kindoffunny will get you the show ad-free plus a bevy of bonus content. Housekeeping for you, a new Kind of Funny X-Cast is up uh, right now, and it's a review of the Xbox Series X two years later. You can catch that right here on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames. And then also, Dead Space creator and Striking Distance Studios lead Glenn Schofield is coming to stream the Callisto Protocol with us on Twitch and YouTube this Friday, that's tomorrow, at 11 a.m. Pacific time. Come for Mike and Greg trying to survive the nightmare. Stay for the gruesome in-game deaths. Now, Tim, a little birdie told me that you had something to say about Portal. I did. We just got a fun little invite. Look at this little box. It's Portal Party time, everybody. Let's get in here. What do we got going on? There we go. All right, hold on. There's there is a message. Gift card. There is the message. Can you read it, bless? Oh, yeah, it says uh, the cake is a lie. The cake is a lie. The cake is a lie, and then the the cake is a lie. But the e trails off toward the end. Yes, exactly. As we all wow. know, the cake is in fact a lie. I don't know if Portal. I believe that. I believe in the cake. You do. You do. Portal. Portal being released with RTX. Really exciting. So to celebrate that, we are helping them throw a portal party. So here we go. There's the cake. Beautiful, beautiful. I haven't told that cake is a lie. So here we go. It looks real to me, damn it. He's turning around. You're invited to the portal party. You're invited to the you're invited to the portal with RTX launch party. Tune in twitch.tv slash NVIDIA on December 6th at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Oh, you could win a GeForce RTX. What was that? 4,000? 4,090. Oh, snap. Oh, snap. And you can wishlist the game on Steam today, but... You can go to twitch.tv slash kind of funny games to watch that next uh, on December 6th at 10 a.m. Because we're hosting it, baby. We're hosting. It's going to be fun. And then after that, uh, Andy's going to play through Portal for the very first time with RTX and all the fun stuff. So Wait, Andy's never played through Portal Andy Cortez has never played through Portal. That's messed up. I know. We're about to change it. We're about to fix that. So anyway, next week, exciting stuff ahead. Heck yeah. Well, thank you to our Patreon producers, Delaney Twining, 1UP Pest Control, Gwyneth, Brian Cheney, Alex Greedle, Jason L., Mick at the Nanobiologist, Abramson, Derek Gregg, Donald Eccles, and Jason L. Today we're brought to you by Chime, Shady Rays, and Mint Mobile, but we'll tell you about that later for now. Let's begin with what is, and forever will be, the Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have seven stories today. A Baker's Dozen. Starting with story number one. Nintendo speaks up about Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. This is Ryan Dinsdale at IGN. 
Pokemon Scarlet and Violet's first post-launch patch has arrived, alongside a promise from Nintendo to take the game's tech problems seriously. Patch notes re released on Nintendo's website for version 1.1.0 of Pokemon Scarlet and Violet say that the broken music during the Elite Four and Top Champion battles has now been fixed, alongside a vague confirmation that, quote, other secret bug fixes have been made, end quote. The patch, available now, also kicks off Season 1 of Ranked Battles. Nintendo also committed to improving the performance of the first open-world Pokemon games and apologized for the various issues that are present in the launch versions. Quote, We are aware that players may encounter issues that affect the game's performance, Nintendo said. Quote, Our goal is always to give players a positive experience with our games, and we apologize for the inconvenience. We take the feedback from players seriously and are working on improvements to the games. End quote. Tim, I'm sure you saw the tweet go out yesterday from mm -hmm. Nintendo. Oh, right, yeah. where they said this. And am I crazy in saying that that tweet read with an ominous tone? <laughs> I, I don't know that I, I don't say an ominous tone as much as I would say that Nintendo speaks up about Pokemon Scarlet and Violet is an inaccurate headline while also being entirely accurate. Yes, mm -hmm. they did. But also, they didn't. Like, really, it's like, cool, we're going to fix a little bit of the music, and then um, the, the clear problem that everyone's talking about with the, the RNG battle stuff, we're going to fix that. Like, we talked mm -hmm. about a couple days ago, Bless, on the show, where it's like, we're gonna, we expect them to do that. But the, we're aware that players may encounter issues that affect the game's performance. Our goal, it's like, all right, what's that actually going to mean? Like, what are we going to get from that? Because I, I don't really believe that the problems can be fixed. You don't I don't think like, so? I feel like some of the things can be, but I feel like that a lot of it is just inherent to just how much is in the game and how much it just is not capable of running. Like, I, I will be utterly shocked if the problems that I have with this game are fixed, technically. See, I think there's a amount of stuff you can do, but also I, I think you're right in terms of this game is never going to be pristine from a technical level right this game's not going to run at all the frames per second that you want it to it's not going to be flawless right i don't think i think by that time by the time you would get to that point as game freak and nintendo you're you're already releasing the next pokemon game right i think it'll take that long to actually get there but yeah. i i do think you can polish it up i do think that you can fix uh a large handful of bugs that are present in the game right now right like i, th I think there's stuff you can do there to um to gain back that goodwill with the audience i think there's stuff you can do in terms of maybe getting the performance just a little bit better uh in the frame rate because i think that is one of the very consistent things i think of course they're going to do the they're going to fix the battle uh the online battle system especially now that ranked battles uh are kicking off season one right like you'd want that to be um up to par by the time that starts I think I, I I think there's things we can do, and I think I even th I even, I even see Nintendo saying, "Hey, like we take feedback from players seriously and are working on improvements to the games, right?" Like I think for me that's enough for an understanding of we're doing something. Like we like we we're not going to let this slide. Like this isn't even okay with how we view our own standards of how we put out our games. I don't get that vibe, man. I don't know. Really? We'll see. Maybe I'm just, I've been beat down for generations when it comes to Nintendo and how they do things. And then the Pokemon company, I just, I don't believe that these things are going to actually be fixed. I, a little bit here and a little bit there, these patches. Yes, sure. I don't think there's going to be like the one patch to save them all. I do not think the Pokemon Scarlet and Violet is going to be a No Man's Sky situation or no. even a Cyberpunk 2077 situation. I think that it is what it is and it'll be, have minor improvements over time, but like, I will be shocked if this game runs at a at 30 frames per second even kind of consistently by the end of the day yeah i it's it's the interesting thing where i don't i don't think it's going to hit the no man's sky level either or like a cyberpunk level in terms of we fixed all this shit right uh 
I do think that there is an amount they can do that'll be like, all right, cool, we got it. Like, it's good enough, right? I think good enough could be there, especially for what the experience has been with Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, which it's been very, it's been varied, right? Like my experience playing Pokemon Scarlet, <clears throat> Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, in my review, I pointed out mainly the frame rate and the overall performance in terms of this game just isn't consistent. I didn't really get bugs that much, right? Like I got a crash, I got like two crashes, right? But then I talked to you and you got like, eight crashes in your time by that time of talking to you right i look online and it's like there are all these different different bugs that are happening on in other people's games that are out there i think that's stuff you can fix right i yeah. think you can maybe prevent crashes i think you can fix up bugs if like if the end product ends up being like the version of the game that i i had i got lucky enough to have in my uh 30 something hours playing which was like yeah mainly just just framey you know i think that could be a good place to have that game well, I have a question for you though about like like defining bugs and defining these technical problems because like mm. I, I again I love this game and like the more I play it the higher up my game of the year list it goes like I am super super into this thing and it is giving me so much joy despite all of these issues that I feel are just rampant in this game mm. and I understand where you're coming from of like oh it didn't really affect you too much honestly it didn't affect me too much I enjoyed the hell out of it right mm. but Despite like, like when I say when I say effect, right? I'm mo I mostly mean like you getting bugs and you getting like, but like crazy. Let's shit define bugs here. So like like okay. Pokemon just kind of being half in the ground, half out the ground, or just randomly yeah, floating. Yeah, shit like just, that. Like you, like, know, you didn't get that? No. I just I simply can't believe it. it even I did the, not. the way the camera moves, like like I, I got I got a weird camera shit, but that was mo that was mainly like oh man, I wish I could zoom out the camera more. I wasn't getting stuff. Like I saw I've seen videos online of like people uh like characters stretching out of control and yeah, yeah see, like it, characters be, or pokemon being in the ground and shit i'm like i didn't get that shit i mainly got bad performance yeah i i didn't get too much of like the weird crazy stretchy like oh my god this is a bug that is like, the most ridiculous thing ever it's mm -hmm. more like the game majority of the time looks like when you're playing mario 64 and you're messing around with the camera and you get in an awkward place where like you're kind of inside of mario and like you're like mm -hmm there's jaggies everywhere and things are just popping up in ways they shouldn't be like that is this game just entirely and i feel like that's unfixable like i would mm -hmm. i want to see what your game looks like and like just see what I think, we're I, I think that's like the stuff that i categorize more as performance more rather than because when i'm talking about bugs i am talking about like things behaving the, the way that they're definitely not supposed to right yeah. i'm not necessarily talking about you know like characters doing like the the um stop motiony walking stuff in the distance because they're just not like the game doesn't have the ability to render render stuff that well right like that stuff i chalk up to performance and that is the stuff that i did get when i'm talking about bugs i am talking about like pokemon being halfway in the ground i am talking about like characters not being there or like just weird shit where it's like oh this is a programming error like something went wrong here as opposed to like oh no they just couldn't get they couldn't get the juice out of this yeah, so then in that case, like I'm talking about performance strictly, okay. and I do not think that Nintendo is going to, to. Um, and I feel that, yeah, that I agree with you with, because it's just it's everywhere, and that that framey weird, everything on the screens moving at a different frames per second, uh, that we kind of loved in Kirby. Like that's the funniest thing, bless. Remember when mm -hmm. we were talking, like we were praising Kirby for using it as part of its art style, where characters in the background, the Waddle Dees, would look like they're at like. Uh, half of the frame rate that uh, the rest of things are, and it kind of created this fun, almost tilt shifty vibe that fit with the art style. In Pokemon, it seems like a necessity for them to yes. do it, 
and it seems random of background and foreground characters and characters will just walk into the battle that you're having because all the battles happen in the real world and then just disappear and then they pop up right in your face like a jump scare and they're like mm. moving at the wrong frames per second it is just yeah. so off-putting and that is the stuff that i just don't think that they can fix and like if they i mean can they can they will not it's not worth mm. the the efforts to it'd be a to totally different game at that point I want to bring in a question from Nano, who writes in AccountOfFunny.com slash KFGD, just like you can, and says, Hey, y'all, Nintendo has spoken out on the issues with Pokemon and that they're going to address them. But is this more a glaring omission from Nintendo regarding theirs and Pokemon Company's push for these games? In other words, does this point to an issue within Nintendo in their testing of games before they release them, or is this solely on Pokemon Company with, Ninten with Nintendo doing PR cleanup? Could this be a sign that we will see see a market improvement for the next year for the next major Pokemon release, whenever that may be? Thanks, Nanobiologist. No. I like my immediate <laughs> response, right? In terms of uh, the part of the question where you mentioned, right? Like, is this uh, is this more glaring omission from Nintendo regarding theirs Pokemon? Uh, does this point to an issue within Nintendo and their testing of games? I don't think this is a testing of games issue whatsoever. I don't think there's anybody at Game Freak that looks at the videos of this game online and went, oh, we missed that. <laughs> like, oh shit, we didn't know that the game does, doesn't have great frame rate and the game doesn't, you know, perform beautiful. Like, nobody at Game Freak is surprised by this. I don't think this is a testing issue. I don't think this is a, um, like, a failure from a QA issue. I think it, it is more so a, we just wanted, we had to push this game out. Like, I think it's that. I think it's, we didn't have the capability <laughs> to put a game out of the scope without having uh, all these bugs and in, in, in er in errors in it, right? Like, I think it's more so the the way in which they're releasing the game, not necessarily a an indictment on, like, their QA team or an indictment on, like, the fact that they missed these bugs or anything like that. Plus, earlier you said something that, like, we've said a million times specifically about Nintendo, which is good enough is good enough. That is the goal for them, is putting out a good product because they know that the great and amazing qualities speak very loudly when everything else is good enough. And I think that Nintendo and Pokemon Company look at this game and they're like, this is good enough. And everyone out there can decide if they agree or, or not. I think that it is not good enough in terms of like the technical side of things, but I also I understand that Nintendo does. And I'm like, all right, cool. I guess that's where I'm meeting you here because... I don't know okay. if I agree. Like I don't I, I don't know if Nintendo looks at this game. I I think Nintendo putting out a statement, knowing Nintendo and knowing how they view their own products, I think they do view this as somewhat shameful. I think they do view this as like, oh man, like they got us here. Like this does this doesn't run up to par as it should for a Nintendo product. I think there is there there is some element there. And I and I would even say that like, you know, in terms of the, the good enough good enough idea, this is what, the worst running Nintendo game that I can think of in many years. Like it's hard for me to like think of a of a game coming out from Nintendo first party or even Game Freak. I know Pokemon games aren't always the best like running from a technical level. Pokemon Sword and Shield had its problems in the wild area. Pokemon uh, Legends Arceus had uh, frame rate stuff as well. But like even those games, I'd say, run better than this. I think this is another level that Nintendo has to identify as okay, we can't let this happen again. Yeah, I mean, I, I totally disagree. I don't think this is a statement. I think that this is a a line that was um, in patch notes released like a statement would have them putting out a cyberpunk style yellow image with text nintendo's on saying, never hey, gonna do that that's what that's a statement though this isn't a statement this is just part of patch notes saying like hey there's problems and we're gonna work on some of them and we're not gonna work on others <laughs> like i i, I just mm -hmm. feel like like you're so right then nintendo in history has never had a, a game run this poorly 
And mm -hmm. Pokemon Company has never had a game nearly this ambitious. This combined all the ambitious ideas of the last couple games, whether it was Legends or Sword and Shield or uh, Let's Go. All those things together into this thing that, at the end of the day, works really well as a concept. It does not work really well technically, given the power of the Switch hardware, given the uh, um, annualization, if not even more, of the Pokemon games. Like, there's so much shit with, to them. They look at this and they're like, it is what it is. I do not expect this to be fixed much. And I think that the best hope is for DLC for this to come in and uh, be designed differently. <laughs> so make mm -hmm. people be like, oh, look. This is what this game could be next time, and then we'll get the next game. It's and not gonna we'll be that though. Too. It's gonna be more. It's just gonna be like added story content and added Pokemon. And like, honestly, I'm down for that, right? Like, oh, I'm so the, down. the wild thing is that this game is still a game that we're having a fucking blast with, and like, mm -hmm. it's gonna be. In, I think it's probably gonna be in both of our top tens for the year, right? Because oh, that's it's gonna how, be my top five. Like, that's how f f fun this game is, right? I think like. It's just a weird. It's just a weird situation with the, with this damn game. Where I think by the time we get past it, and hopefully with the next one, hopefully it runs better, right? Hopefully it's they're like, fuck, we can't do we can't do that again. Fingers crossed. Um, and by the time they get we get to that point, if the game is the level of quality in terms of what the, what this game is bringing in content, and also it runs up to par, and maybe I don't know. Hopefully we'll get a Switch Pro by that point. Man, we'll be hopefully. living in a perfect world. I hope so, man. I hope so. But I'm just going to say, this is not the first time that a large amount of people were upset about something Pokemon did, and then they didn't do shit to fix it. Wait, which one? Are you referencing something specific? I mean, the whole Dexit situation of, like, yeah. the Sword and Shield oh, not having all the Pokemon was that like, and all that. Was that, that's not as bad as this, though. I feel like this is, is like, egregious compared to the Dexit stuff. Because, like, the Dexit stuff, how much is that on, like, Pokemon Company versus, like, fan expectation? I, I mean, like this is the first one where I'm, like... Oh man, they real fucked. They really fucked up. Yeah, but ah, we'll see. We'll see. I'm hopeful they fix this shit. I'm hopeful to some level too, Tim. Uh, story number two: Summer Game Fest returns. This comes from a press release today. Summer Game Fest, the global fan celebration of what's next in video games, announced it'll return for the fourth year uh, with a spectacular live kickoff show on Thursday, June eighth, twenty twenty three. For the first time, Summer, Games, Summer Game Fest's world premieres, live gameplay demos, and announcements will take place in front of a live audience of fans at the state-of-the-art YouTube theater at Hollywood Park in Inglewood, California, and stream live around the world across all major streaming platforms, including Twitch and YouTube. Tickets to attend Summer Game Fest 2023 will be available to purchase in early 2023. Quote, over the past three years, Summer Game Fest has cultivated an incredible community around, around the world through our digital first events, and we're thrilled to invite thousands of fans to experience the Summer Game Fest show in person for the first time in 2023, said Jeff Keighley, curator and host Summer Games Fest. He continues, quote, In keeping with tradition, we'll have tons of exciting announcements uh, from the developers that are pushing the games industry forward. And we'll once again highlight other publisher, uh, other publisher digital events, demos, and more surprises to be announced in coming months, end quote. The full lineup of Summer Game Fest 2023 participants and activities will be announced in the new year. In the meantime, video game fans can tune in to the Game Awards live on December 8th, 2022, across more than 40 different digital video platforms, including YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok Live. And for the first time ever, <laughs> Instagram Live. Hell yeah, Instagram Live. We did it, Tim. We did it. We did uh, it. For more information and to stay up to date on the latest, uh, or, yeah, I guess, the yeah, stay tuned for more information. Uh, Tim, they're back. They're back, bigger and better than ever. I hope this is super awesome. The YouTube theater is a fantastic space, state of the art, very damn cool, the amount of things that they potentially could do there, uh, including 
housing thousands of people. This is going to be the first time that we're actually seeing this show get a, a live audience like that, something that we've seen before, obviously, with Game Awards and with Opening Night Live. But uh, Summer Game Fest, that summer show, having a big live thousands of people in a room reacting to what's happening on stage, uh, pretty cool. I think it's going to kind of change the format of the show pretty pretty dramatically, I would say, compared to what we've gotten uh, in the last couple of years that I think is a, a way, way, way more curated video wall interacting with the uh whoever's on stage and all that stuff um type situation so um excited for jeff to to keep pushing this i i love that he's continuing to own the year in terms of all the showcases um and i'm i'm hopeful that summer game fest the the kickoff event has a banger and i hope that it's soon because i feel like that we we got the Elden Ring reveal, not reveal, mm-hmm. but like, you know, blow out, whatever you want to call it, uh, two years ago. And like yeah. that was a great, great end. And then last year's I was not the biggest fan of. Um, but I'm hoping that that we can get some energy going and maintain the momentum going forward. But again, we're 2023 is about to be insane for video games. So mm-hmm. um very excited to see what ends up happening here. Uh, I'm I'm looking at my phone because I'm trying to pull up my my calendar. It's that tough thing of not being on my own computer, so I'm not logged into my Google, so I can't just pull up my Google calendar. Uh, I'm looking because oh. uh, I'm looking toward uh, June, right, mm-hmm. to figure out you know June eighth, Thursday, June eighth. That seems about the right time for Summer Game Fest. Uh, that lines up with how they've done in the past. My question is, where does this put E3? Because E3 is supposed to come back to now. They're both physical in-person events, right? Is E3 what the week after? I mean, I would hope it's the same week. I feel like the the way that these things can work best is having synergy and working together in some way. But they don't want to do that, though, right? I mean, it doesn't matter. Like, like there's what what is what do they want out of this? Like, if the game journalists are going to be there, they're going to be there, right? So it's like get, having more things for people to do is only going to benefit. And it's like, who doesn't want it, Jeff or E three? At this point, who's bigger? I would potentially argue it's Jeff. So E3 would want to just be like, oh, yeah, we're with y'all. You know what I mean? Mm. You're, you're going to bring the people here. We might as well use them, right? And it benefits everybody. But I I would bet that it's they're going to be really close to, to each other. Yeah. I would think that, yeah, they're going to be really close to each other. I wonder what that does in terms of in, in terms of a few things. I think for us as press, how we go about covering two events that are of this magnitude, that are that close to each other, it's like especially with – I would hope that they work together. I don't – I don't have faith that they're going to work together just because it oh, yeah. seems like there's care. beef there <laughs> between oh, yeah. Jeff and E3, right? Jeff, of course, used to do uh, Judges Week for E3, sp- spun off, did his own thing. It is now, it is now directly competing with E3. Seems like he's trying to kill E3 uh, uh, from the Jeff, uh, from how Jeff is operating, right? Um, that said, right? Like, if it is, what, Summer Game Fest is June 8th, uh, Thursday, June 8th, and let's say E3 starts, like, the next day and goes into the weekend, into the next week, does that mean that we as press are going to be in LA for a whole week? Does that mean uh, gaming companies that are showing off their games are going to be doing that whole week of content? Because that feels like that feels like a like a twice as long E three at that point. I mean, well, we really need to ask ourselves what are these things? What is Summer Game Fest? What is E three? Because for for years we would talk about E three as if it was this week long event when E three was actually just three days in a conference uh, center, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas we talked about E3 as the press conferences that Sony, Nintendo, and Xbox, and Ubisoft, and Square sometimes would put on. But that didn't actually have to do with E3. It was just during the week of E3 and surrounding E3, right? So Summer Game Fest, last year was the first time there was actually an event. We were there. 
right mm. they did the uh, the digital kickoff event where that was the showcase and then we got to be in that room for two days right demoing all the games i imagine that there's just going to be a handful of these press conferences or showcases whatever we have we know that we're getting one for summer game fest what are we getting from e3 and then from the big dogs what are they going to do like we got an xbox one last year will be this year we didn't get playstation we didn't get nintendo we didn't get mm-hmm. Ubisoft. <laughs> we, you know, last year was yeah. weird when it came to this. So it's like, I don't know. And then what does E3 do? Does E3 just do their version of the Keeley thing? Which, like, I'm going to be honest, I don't think it's going to be that great. No. And I, if, if, if that, that's the biggest problem, is that we end up getting two of these things that both have, like, eh, stuff. Because one showcase would have been great, but instead they're pulling it apart. But even then, I'd be okay with it if it was just hey here's these two showcases that everything's in and then the rest of it is just events that are demo the games in person and in that case those events can be happening at the same time like it could be three days where there's two different places mm-hmm. tuesday through thursday that media can go play games or whatever you add on the public side of things and that totally changes the game as well of course and it seems like i mean e3 is also doing their public thing right uh, that's been in, in their latest talks of what their vision for future e3 is and it's gonna make a lot of this interesting you know i'm very curious to see how th- how this plays out um both in terms of how they play together but then also in terms of how they compete with each other because now i think for the first time e3 has legitimate competition and they're competing as we get further on, they're starting to compete in a similar, similar space, right? Where both of them are doing public-facing events, both of them are, do, are partnering with um, publishers and game companies. Both of them are, you know, trying to reach out to the to the press. I wonder what happens when both of them are doing that, uh, all these same things in the same week span. Um, we'll have to wait and see. I'm excited for June. I'm excited for that. Oh my God, it's going to be freaking awesome. For now, let's keep talking about Jeff Keighley. Story number three: Valve will give away a free Steam Deck every minute during the game awards this is sean hollister at the verge one more reason to watch the game awards this year valve has announced it'll give away a steam deck handheld gaming pc every single minute on december 8th it's the highest uh, during during the game awards i should add uh not just yeah. on the day <laughs> it's the highest uh, end uh, model with 512 gigabytes of solid state storage and the anti-glare screen and all you have to do uh to win is sign into steam here on december 8th and watch the show at steam.tv or at steam's 2022 the game awards page well you do also have to be living in the us uk canada or the eu the system will also be out in Japan, South Korea, Hong Kong, and Taiwan in late December, but not in time for the giveaway. And you have to have made a purchase on Steam between 12 a.m. GMT on November 14th, 2021, and 11.59 p.m. GMT on November 14th, 2022 to qualify. Tim, you're going to try and get one of the... Actually, let me do the math, right? Yeah. I, don't, I forget how long Game Awards is. Let's I say mean, it's three there's hours. about 180 of these things being given out. Yeah, if it's three hours, that's 180. That's pretty impressive, man. That's a lot of Steam decks. That's a whole lot of Steam decks, man. That's cool. You're trying to yeah. enter? You're going to try and win no, a Steam I, deck? You know, I'm pretty, like, I'm waiting on the Steam deck until there's an OLED screen. That's that's the Tim Getty's way. Mm. I might be waiting a while. I might you not. be waiting a while. Wait, does yeah. the high-end one not have an OLED screen? No. Oh, that's unfortunate. It is. I mean, you, I mean, you just, get a, just get a free one from the giveaway and just, like, use it until you until they put out the new one. Save it, sell yeah. it. Got the OLED. You're right. You're right. Oh right. no, not I did not know. Not save it, sell it. You use heard it, it here first, everybody. No, use it. Have fun with it, and then when they release the OLED, use that one. Because like, let me tell you, the Steam Deck's changed my life, Tim. Boys, and that's yeah. not an over exaggeration. Yeah, <laughs> it's legitimately changed the way I game. That's great. I'm I'm so happy for for you and for everybody. Like, I love that so many people become like Steam 
players now. Like if you get, like I this hear can, it in this the office be you. when when codes are coming through and people are like, mm, I want VC. And I'm like, let me, damn, let me get that steam. Let me get that steam. Have changed. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Uh, story number four. Once again, speaking of the Game Awards, Tekken 8 will reportedly be shown at the Game Awards. This Hell is Chris yeah. Golian at Video Games Chronicle. Tekken 8 will make an appearance at the Game Awards that's been reported. Twitch streamer, avoiding the puddle, tweeted a photo of what appears to be promotional merchandise for the game. The package includes a t-shirt with the Tekken 8 logo on it, as well as a message su suggesting that the game will be shown at the Game Awards. The message simply reads, quote, tune into the Game Awards live stream, end quote, and includes a link to the Game Awards Twitch channel and a reminder of its December 8th date. Tekken 8 was officially announced in September during a PlayStation State of Play live stream. The reveal video showed gameplay footage of Jin fighting Kazuya on the side of a volcano, footage that Tekken boss Katsuhiro Harada stressed was running in real time. Quote, we are very excited to show the next generation of Tekken, Harada said at the time. Once again, this is one of the ones where I was like, man, this Game Awards about to be a banger Game Awards. Dude, that's the thing, man. And, you know, people like never give credit to seeing games that we've seen before at things because like oh it's not new and now we've seen it before like, dude we're about to get hopefully like tech and eight like actual real shit not just the the reveal trailer right like that's exciting already this game awards is shaping up to be like good content and then cool if there's exciting announcements on top that's what takes it to that s tier level right the stuff that we we want to see we hope for um but i think this is fantastic that trailer looked great tech and super rad um, I just have a, I got a dope ass Tekken 2 bomber jacket bless that's on the way. Oh. Excited to rock that shit. Oh. Um, but yeah, this this is cool. Really excited for it. I'm also excited for the idea, the concept, the hope bless mm -hmm. that next year we get Mortal Kombat 12, whatever mm -hmm. the fuck. We get Street Fighter 6. Mm -hmm. We get Tekken 8. Mm -hmm. Maybe we get Project L. Oh. See, and that's have, hope right there. That's, have that's a fighting what, what game they call fight. it, opium. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just throwing Project L in that even just like to, to, to really spice things up. Yeah. But like, yo, That'd the fighting crazy. game community is about to be eaten next year. I think my prediction is that we do we get two and two. I think we get two fighting games next year, one of the main Street Fighter okay. 6, and then two of them in 2024. I And I was, I was putting, and I still put Tekken 8 in the 2024 camp, uh, but... Us getting the reveal at State of Play not too long ago and now getting it again at Game Awards makes me wonder if it's sooner than later. Because this is a pretty quick cadence uh, for back-to-back -back reveals. Uh, that said, right, like, I, I wouldn't mind them taking their time with it. If next year ends up with us getting Street Fighter VI, which I think that is a for-sure lock at this point, and then um, let's say Mortal Kombat, because NetherRealm is... Uh, is it's been a while. I would expect that they have some, some in the pot to, like, you know, give us. If next year is those two games, oh yeah, just hold off, hold off Project L and Tekken Eight for 2024, and let that be that year. Because like those two, any any two of these four games right now, of those come out in the same year, we're eaten. Like those are fire. Like any of those four pickings are are fire, right? I I want them to spread the love a little bit. Um, but I can't wait to see like what they reveal for this Tekken Eight thing, right? Like I'm, you know, we just got the in that original reveal, we got the um running in engine footage that they claim is real-time in-game footage and like at first i didn't believe them but yeah looking back at it it's like no nah, i can see it i guess uh i want to see more of what that gameplay looks like i want to see how good it looks because tekken 7 at this point is fairly old uh it was a while while ago that that game came out so that's that the franchise is due for some technical improvements um i'm i'm curious to see what the story looks like like what, like who's throwing who into a volcano this time right yeah, like, exactly I want to see what that looks like. And also just the character reveals. I think that's one of the more exciting things about fighting games is 
all right, who's back this time around? Who's coming back? Who, uh, like, who's new? Right? What is their special thing? I loved seeing Lucky Chloe as a newcomer in Tekken Seven because she she's a break dancer that wears headphones and like she's real cool to him. And I was like, man, that's my character. And I to this day I still play as Lucky Chloe. Yeah. Who's gonna be my next Lucky Chloe? Who's gonna be my next my next character that I fucking love? Who's gonna be the character that's doing backflips that I choose and everybody's gonna be mad at me for? Let me know. Harada. Flip it up, dude. Flip away, blast. Flip away. Uh, Tim, ladies and gentlemen out there can flip over to patreon.com slash kind of funny games where you can go and get the show ad free and speaking of ads let us tell you about our sponsors shout out to mint mobile for sponsoring this episode this holiday season the best deal in wireless can only be found at mint mobile right now when you switch to mint mobile and buy any three-month plan you'll get another three months for free mint mobile lets you order and activate from home with eSIM while saving tons on phone plans starting at just 15 dollars a month i've had my mom using mint mobile long before this holiday deal and i have to say now is the perfect time to switch all plans come with unlimited talk and text and high speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5g network use your own phone with any mint mobile plan and switch easily and effortlessly with eSIM. or if you need a new device for a limited time get six months of free service when you buy a select device and plan for a limited time buy any three month mint mobile plan and get three more months free by going to mintmobile.com slash kind of funny that's mintmobile.com slash kind of funny cut your wireless bill to 15 dollars a month at mintmobile.com slash kind of funny what's the first thing you do when you wake up is it checking up on your credit score i don't think so at chime that's exactly what they do with their secure chime credit builder visa credit card you can start to build credit with your own money their members see an increase of 30 points on average so start your credit journey with chime sign up takes only two minutes and doesn't affect your credit score get started at chime.com kf games that's chime.com kf games the chime credit builder visa credit card is issued by stride bank na pursuant to a license from visa usa chime checking account and 200 qualifying direct deposit required to apply for the secured chime credit builder visa credit card regular on-time payment history can have a positive impact on your credit score impact to score may vary and some user scores may not improve out of network atm withdrawal fees may apply except at money pass atms at 7-eleven or any all point or visa plus alliance atm so again start your credit journey with chime sign up takes only two minutes and doesn't affect your credit score get started at chime.com slash kf games that's chime.com slash kf games shout out to shady rays for sponsoring this episode look how cool i look you too can look this cool without breaking the bank this holiday season shady rays is an independent sunglasses company that gives you the features of 200 shades for a fraction of the price and a fraction of that price during their biggest black friday sale ever the best part about shady rays is their insane protection program featuring lost and broken replacements if you lose or break your shades on day one they told us that they will send you a brand new pair no questions asked dropped in the lake off a cliff anything if you get the wrong style for yourself or someone else no need to worry avoid the hassle and the forced thank yous with free 30-day exchanges and returns you will either love the shades or shady rays will pay to ship them back act now for the best black friday selection redeem only at shadyrays.com where you can find all their newest and best shades redeem only at shadyrays.com where you can find all their newest and best shades tim let's switch gears and talk about story number five we've got 
some new Last of Us HBO posters. Uh, this comes from Logan Plant at IGN. With less than two months to go until the premiere of HBO's The Last of Us adaptation, we're getting a closer mm. look at most of the show's prominent characters. HBO released posters for 11 of the show's characters, including Joel, Ellie, Marlene, Tommy, Tess, Bill, Sam, Frank, Henry, Riley, and Sarah. What, what a what a roster of characters they got for The Last of Us. Dude, absolutely wild. I mean, two months away from this, that's that's crazy. Then Let's you look go. at all of these. The fact that they are showing off all of these characters and they look this great. This fantastic. Oh, man. I just love how much character is in these these character posters. Right. Like a lot of the times I feel like there's been a, a trend recently with um, with TV shows. Wait for you. Guys. What's up? Do you want me to just keep clip? No, no let, we, we'll, we can go through one by one in a sec. Okay. Uh, but like there's been this trend with a lot of the streaming shows to put out character posters like as episodes are rolling on throughout the season. Yeah. Uh, so like, like Disney Plus does it a lot with their Star Wars and Marvel shows. Uh, I love that with Last of Us, they're just like, here's everybody. Here's everybody. Right. And it, it, again, it's because we already it's know. Terrible. We know who these people are. We, already know. Who we identify with. Yeah. And it's cool that I mean, I guess it's not everybody like unless unless it is. I don't know. Maybe they we don't know how far the season's going to go into the, the story of the game. So uh, they're not going to get into the last as far too. No, no. But I'm even talking okay. about like I, David's not here, you know. Oh, uh, wait, is he not? Wait, no, we got. So let, let's go one by one. Yeah, let's got, go one by one. We got one. Joel, Pedro Pascal. Oh, yeah, David's not here. Like, damn. David should is... be a surprise, though. Don't. Yeah. Don't give me a David character poster. Yeah. That's where I'm at. So, yeah, we got uh, my guy, Pedro, as Joel. And just absolutely crushing. Like, this looks perfect. Like, this just looks like a, like the best cosplay ever. But 100%. it's real. <laughs> keep going. Keep going. And then, yeah, same thing Ellie. here. Bella Ramsey is Ellie. Crushing it. Can't wait to see her perform. Can't wait to see how different it is than what we're used to from Troy and Ashley. And then next up, we got... Uh, is that the one next? Yeah, yeah, here we go. Marlene. Which, honestly, it's funny because I actually didn't tab through all, every single one of these um, before the show. So I, I'm seeing some of these for the first time. And I'm I'm looking at this through the Discord window that's, like, minimized a little bit and also very pixely. And so, like, I'm looking at this image and I'm like, is this not just Marlene? <laughs> like, oh, thank you, Kevin. That actually helped a lot. Helped out a lot. Oh, hell yeah. This is a great Marlene. I mean, yeah, it's just like th- you were saying this, but like this kind of almost looks like a screen grab. Yeah. You know, this is damn the remastering Last of Us again. This soon. Damn, another remaster. <laughs> I'm down for it. Uh, next up, we have uh, Gabriel Luna. Gabriel Tommy. Luna as Tommy. Come on, nice. dude. Pedro Pascal's brother. Yes. This is awesome. I didn't realize, I didn't realize that. Well, but unless no, like, no, you're, no, talk, no, you're no, not in the show. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha, 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 gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah no, just like for a second, I was like, they got his real brother to play. No, this no, crazy. no, no. Uh, and then, yeah, we got Tess here. Yes. Perfect. Oh, my. Nick Offerman Nick is, Offerman Bill. is Bill. God. That, he looks almost too good. Like, <laughs> he's making Bill look a bit cool, which I don't like. <laughs> like, Bill isn't supposed to be this cool. But Nick Offerman looking great, though. Nick Offerman doing his damn thing. Yeah. And then next up, I didn't expect them to show these off this early, but getting uh, Sam and then uh, Sam and his brother, his brother um, later, which is interesting. Sam and Henry. Henry. Um, we got Frank, who is Frank Bill's uh, partner. I forget who Frank is. Oh, I think is Frank, it? or is Frank somebody else? Yeah, I, I think you you must be right because yeah, I, I when I was looking at these, I didn't remember who Frank was. So yeah, I think because that, that was one of the things that they were talking the about. Game. It's for the first time they're like, yeah, Frank's actually going to be a character that like you get to talk to because in in the game he's just like 
a story, right? Like yeah. Jill references him, and I, you read notes from Frank, but you don't actually meet uh, meet him in the game. Awesome. Yeah, and then Henry. I love in chat. Chat somebody was like, "Bless, what do you mean? Bill is goaded. Bill is goaded. What do you mean, Bill is goaded? You just learned what goaded means yesterday. You want to use it in a sentence? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Bill is goaded. Oh, I love oh, yeah. it. Oh, but I mean, dude, freaking Riley, Riley and Sarah. Uh, yeah, Riley. Riley looks incredible. Dude, Storm Reed is dope as hell. First off, shout out to Euphoria. Shout out to Storm Reed. Shout out to Euphoria. Shout out to uh, the movie Searching uh, that came out a couple years ago. John Cho directed it, and it was so cool. Uh, it was a, a movie about uh, a girl that went missing, and the entire movie. It's like uh, you know how found footage movies are all like using camera angles and stuff, like like actual like handheld cameras, and it's kind of between that, yeah. like security footage and whatever. Uh, this movie, the entire thing was on screen, so it's people like using their uh, FaceTime or using like the um, desktop and like clicking through folders to try to find um, to find this girl. They're putting out a sequel movie, spiritual successor sequel movie, uh, early next year, starring her uh, called oh, Miss. Cool. And I'm really excited for that. Funny enough, like, uh, of course, the uh, carousel in the background reference to what goes on and left behind, uh, which is really cool. Also a reference, though, to what happens in Euphoria, Tim. Oh, damn. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Wow. Yeah. Uh, HBO. Yeah. They're getting uh, incestuous. <laughs> uh, here we got Sarah. Love it. Yeah. Again, like, I, mean... I, I can't wait for this. I'm also like I'm already sad from the idea know, of I'm what's gonna happen. What's gonna happen this. to this poor girl in episode one? <laughs> episode one is gonna hit me like a ton of bricks. Yeah. Oh my god, it's gonna hit a lot of people. Like that. That's the thing, man. Like we all know, and we we're prepared. And like even though we're prepared, we ain't ready. That's and if we ain't ready. Right. The world. The world is isn't ready. Oh, they are not ready for what's oh, about yeah. to go down. Uh, I do want to shout out. I, I even finished the article here. Uh, the handful of characters featured in the posters are all from the 2013 video game to some extent. Although characters like Bill's partner, Frank, never actually appear on screen. Uh, we also know the show will include two brand new characters named Marlon and Florence. Did we know that? Because I didn't know that. Who not the fuck any. is Marlon and Florence? Marlon. Can you imagine being like, uh, I'm like, I'm saying this as if we're playing as Joel in this, in this game. You're, you're hanging out with Pedro Pascal as Joel. He's doing Joel things, stabbing people in the throat, fucking throwing people down ditches. He's doing yeah, what Joel does. Joel and he runs into a guy and he's like, hi, I'm Marlon. Get the fuck out of here, Marlon. Bill's more goaded than you. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Marlon and Marlene and Florence and the machine. That's all I got for you today. That was everybody. good. That was good. I like that. That was really good. Story. Number six, Twitch is implementing its own panic button safety feature. This is Ash Parish at The Verge. Today, Twitch announced it's implementing a new... Actually, hold on. Before I read this, mm -hmm. somebody mentioned Troy and Ashley for sure. And honestly, I didn't think about that. So Troy and Ashley are appearing in this game. I believe that was... Uh, they confirmed that before, but we don't know who their characters are. Marlin, Marlin and Florence? Like, if that's Troy and, Ash Troy and Ashley... Oh, man. I kind of believe it. I I'm going to choose to believe it for now. Back to the story. Uh, today, Twitch announced it's implementing a new safety feature that might uh, feel familiar to streamers who battle against the, the hate raids that plagued the platform last year. Called Shield Mode, the new feature enacts an emergency lockdown of a creator's stream. Quote, Shield Mode is a little different from our other safety tools, Twitch said in an announcement. Quote, while it does introduce some entirely new capabilities, its real power comes from the way it combines and levels up existing safety tools in one place, end quote. Shield mode seems similar to the community-developed panic button, which was devised to combat the surge in hate raids that took place last year. 
With Shield Mode, streamers and their mods can choose set can choose settings that will mass ban chatters using a specific word or phrase, or prohibit first-time chatters from speaking at all. Then, when the harassment wave is over, Shield Mode can be deactivated, returning the stream to its previous settings. One of the interesting features in Twitch's announcement of Shield Mode is that it recognizes and calls out the stressful balancing act marginalized streamers face when it comes to safety on the platform. Twitch's current safety tools, like phone verified chat, and its more mundane features like subscriber or follow o- follower-only mode are great at protecting creators from malicious attacks like hate raids or spam, but at having an adverse effect on a channel's ability to grow. Twitch says Shield Mode is unique in that it'll allow streamers to temporarily beef up their security with the touch of a button, and with the same touch of a button, return things to normal when the harassment wave passes. Cool. I mean, fantastic. You know, like, I I truly believe, I mean, I know so many people that work at Twitch, and I know how much they care, and I know how much this shit really bothers them and and hurts when these horrible things are happening, and it seems like nothing is actually changing. But it's like, you can see even the tone of what they're saying here. Like, while it does introduce some entirely new capabilities, its real power comes from the way it combines and levels up existing safety tools in one place. It's like, yo, we are trying. We actually care about this. And it might seem like we don't oftentimes, but, like, we are trying our best. I do think that this is uh, evidence of that. I think that this is is great to be able to combine all those things into a super easy, simple way to be able to combat this disgusting behavior. And this has been, uh, you know, overdue, I guess, but also I'm happy it's here. And I love that they are um, promoting this the way that they are. Like, this is something that they are taking seriously and they think that this matters to talk about and not just kind of just be a feature that they like kind of like oh yeah i guess it's here too it's like they're putting it front and center and letting people know like this is a big update and like this matters yeah and i like that it's it's a feature for a specific scenario right like it it is like a bummer that it, it like this is rolling out like a year and a half past like when hate rates were really like becoming a thing and i know for some people they're probably still an issue um but i do like that it's here i do like that they're doing work to figure out more features to help their creators actually feel safe uh, uh on twitch um and yeah like i like how like I, I like that this feature has targeted use right hey for this specific scenario in the hate raids which like you know blind probably blindsided a lot of people in turn at probably even at twitch right of like oh shit people are using our platform this way to throw hate at creators in this specific way right like they're invading their chat and like fucking spewing hate shit uh oh man how do we deal with this uh finding a, finding a way to, to give people a feature to, for that specific scenario so that it isn't the thing of all right, I'm just going to turn like turn off chat and like now like I'm going to turn off like um or go into subscriber only mode or whatever, right? Like a lot of that stuff is a bummer to do. One because it does distract you from your from your stream and does make you have to like, you know, play defense for uh like a minute and then also it does um uh prohibit growth to some extent, right? Like as a streamer, you want chat to be there. You want the back and forth with your, with your audience. You don't want that to be interrupted because somebody has bullshit to say about your race or whatever it is right and so um i do like that uh uh they're rolling out this feature that seems very specific to hey press a button wave done press it back and you're back to settings you don't have to worry about like and initializing all these different things and like you know uh trying to wrangle up your mods to like you know play defense and all that stuff and so totally. good on you twitch mm-hmm. final news story story number seven a former zelda director is working on an open world dress-up rpg this is ryan dinsdale at ign hmm. Former The Legend of Zelda director Kentaro Tominaga is working on an open-world dress-up RPG called Infinity Nikki. Let me say that again. Infinity Nikki. <laughs> as reported by Kotaku, Tominaga is leading the game at developer Paper Games after working as a designer on The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild and as director of its expansion pass. 
Infinity Nikki has an almost Disney Disney mixed with anime aesthetic and a core gameplay loop of exploring a colorful open world full of puzzles and platforming. Protagonist Nikki can change <laughs> outfits. <laughs> Here uh, we go. Let's go. Yo, wait though. Dude, I'm Hold on. Plus, have you seen this? Yes, I've seen it. It looks incredible. <laughs> Uh, protagonist Nikki can change outfits to perform different abilities and tasks, and as the reveal trailer shows, this will include the likes of fishing, cooking, and catching bugs. Quote, join Momo and Nikki as they embark on a new adventure collecting various pieces of clothing, solving puzzles, and uncovering secret areas in the world, the announcement post reads. Dress for the occasion and equip different outfits to gain access to abilities such as fishing, insect collecting, and floating. Uh, the Nikki franchise began on mobile with Nikki Up to You, a dressing story as a much simpler 2D dress-up game, and has since gone to uh, gone on to span three further titles all on mobile. This will change with Infinity Nikki, however, which is confirmed for PS4, PS5, and PC, alongside Android and iOS devices. No release date or window has been shared so far. Tim, as you're watching this trailer, what are your first thoughts? I don't know that I've ever been on this much of a roller coaster with a trailer where I'm like, oh, this looks cool. Oh, I'm out. Oh, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? Seeing the character design, I was like, ah, I'm not into this. Yeah. And then her jumping and then in air transforming into the different outfit with the different abilities. I was questioning what an open world dress up RPG is, and they delivered. They delivered um, ridiculously well here. Look at her. Here she is changing into her fishing. You know, dressing up has been a, a big part of JRPGs for a long time. I mean, think back to the different classes, even of like the original Final Fantasy and all that, right? Mm. Uh, Final Fantasy X-2, an underrated classic. I'm going to fucking say it, everybody. All right? It's damn good. And that entire game was just dressing up and using the dress spheres to to change your classes and do all this stuff. This being more of like an action-y looking game, like more of a Zelda-type action adventure. I I love it. This looks This looks awesome. Yeah, and like they they brought in a former designer from Breath of the Wild to like lead development on this game. Uh, uh, I was gonna say Bear, Kevin, if you're able to pull up and at the bottom of that article, I have the link to like Nikki Up to You, which is the the first game in the Nikki franchise for the the dress up games. What's funny is that when I describe this game as like a dress up, also I didn't realize she turned giant. I didn't get this far in the trailer. Holy cow, this is yeah, awesome. And these are like basically Koroks. These are actually, these are like the Cocos from Sonic, actually. These Dude, are like I'm, the Cocos. And I'm getting uh, Keenan Bridge of Spirits vibes, which, by the way, I was thinking about Ember Lab recently. When are they going to oh, yeah. announce? next game when are they gonna show us next game kano was so good we don't talk about kano enough we don't dude we really don't it is like i know it's an eight out of ten and i know we don't like to talk about eight out of tens you know what i mean we are either swimming in sevens or we're excited for a ten nines get the pass but there's something about an eight out of ten that we just don't say a really great eight because kano is a really great great eight everybody uh, right here is the Nikki Up to You uh, game, right? Which is like a mobile game that came out year years ago. That was like the, I guess, the original uh, Nikki game. That is like just an Android, you know, dress up your character type of game. I hate how this image looks stretched and skewed in every way humanly possible. Yeah, they did the weird thing where they try because they uploaded it to YouTube and they wanted to keep it 1080 or um, uh, I guess resolution or whatever. They like put an unfocused version of the same video in the unfocused background so it just looks, looks weird super stretched so super stretched the background stretched but the the gameplay looks like skewed like it looks thinner than it should i don't think so i think it's just meant for like a it's it's record off a phone right like could be well i know but like look at look at the font on the, the like that's not great looking I'm saying it's just bad design choices. But that might be the game also. The game might just not be a great game. That's my point. Look at this watch video free whatever. It's like. (laughs) 
<laughs> this shit is like like condensed. It's funny because I don't. Uh, it's a big jump for these guys. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing is like we don't really talk about. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> that's a fucking wild. Like this game like, looks jump. incredible. Like I'm interested in playing this game. And it started off with that yeah. with that mobile game. That's the thing is on our side of the industry we don't talk about like it like the mobile uh, dress up customizer character games that much because those aren't our bag and I think our audience cares more about like the console stuff and like the PC stuff and not as much as like of like the dress up games. Uh but they're very popular. Like if you talk to your friends like talk like I was talking to Roger about like stuff that Leanza plays and he's like, "Oh yeah, she loves like um he loves she loves uh, I forget the name of the the, the games. So like there are games like that that she loves. I have a friend who works on um a game episode and episode is like a very popular dress up your character game. I talk to her about it all the time. She's like, yeah, dude, a lot of people play this game. And I didn't know what Nikki up to you was, um, but like I saw somebody tweeting about it the other the other day, and they're talking about how like like dude, there's a lot of lore to this game that is centered around just dressing up your characters, right, and customization. There's a her lot ship, of lore in it. Her ship is a giant origami crane, and that I, is I loved it. Holy shit! Uh, hey man. You get it, Nikki. Yeah. You know what this reminds Nikki. me a lot of? Megan, the upcoming uh, movie of the year, 2023. I, th- I thought you were making a, <laughs> I thought you were making a Nicki Minaj Megan the Stallion reference, and no. I was like, I want to see where Tim was going with this, and then no. you reminded me of that fucking trailer that I watched before. What was it? Wakanda Forever, maybe. God, so good. Wakanda Forever or Megan? Uh, I mean both. Wakanda Forever, trailer. fire. Megan trailer. The Megan trailer had me. Dying in, laughing. In, I mean, in the, tra- in the so in, in that the is theater. an excellent. That's how you make a trailer, guys. That's it. it you're right. Like it's a fantastic trailer mm-hmm. that also just like I just didn't know how to comprehend but, it as it was happening. One of the creepiest things I've ever seen in my life. Without a doubt, that movie's not going to be good, right? Like and- no, dude. There's there's I have doubt. You think you think that movie's going to be good? No, I'm saying that there's a chance. No. When you look at the people involved in it, yeah, there's a chance they know what they're doing. Was it, who's the director? James Wan? Is that? No. No. Who is it? James. I forget, but. It's someone cool, right? Wong says I'm watching that movie tomorrow. How are you watching it tomorrow? Yeah, what's up with when that? When's that movie come out? I thought it was next year. I mean, while we're on the topic of early movie movie screenings, uh, Puss in Boots got the review embargo up yesterday. Bro, you trying to go? Or what's up? Oh man, that's and that movie's out <laughs> January fifth apparently. Wait, Megan? Yeah. Oh, oh shit. Yeah, January 5th. Like, that makes sense. Oh, but how's he January watching it tomorrow? You're right, right. I thought well, it that's, that's what I was going to take with the Puss in Boots, because that movie comes out in, like, three weeks or something like that. But people are, people have already seen that thing and reviewed it and compared it to Logan and shit. And now yeah. i got to watch Puss in Boots, because I want to know. Are you trying to go to a screener or what? Oh, I mean, yeah. If you can get access to a screener, I'll go oh, to yeah, a screener. Man, I'll figure it out. You know what I mean? I got you. Oh, hell yeah. Tim, mm-hmm. I'm so excited to go oh, see Puss in Boots with the kind of funny squad. James wrote it. Story by. That's what it was. Mm. I'm also excited to possibly see Megan when that comes out in theaters in 2023. <laughs> but the release of Puss in Boots and Megan are just so far away. If I wanted to know what's coming out to Mom and Grab Shops today, where would I go? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the kind of funny game daily shows every week. Dude, I'm not even going to do it. <laughs> I don't know what to say about this, Tim. Yeah. I don't know either. How many times did we have to tell Kevin that I'm the one hosting? That I do the jingle. I fucked up. I like. <laughs> I looked up and I was like, oh, that's the, there's the button. 
There's, There's the button. The button. <laughs> he's got a button once, all right? As everything it's the fact exploded, that we okay? went through this before right. the show. I've had a of hell Kevin, of a morning. I had to Kevin. rush in here to fix everything. God Kevin asking Tim, hey, like, do you know, how do we, do we know if I do the jingle? Oh, man, I might have to do some work to do the jingle. And Tim's like, no, Blessing is hosting. Blessing is hosting. And I thought we made it. Today we got Eastward for Xbox Series X and Xbox One, uh, Inscription for Switch, that's a must-play, go play Inscription, New Joe and Mac, <laughs> Caveman Ninja for PS5, PS4, Switch, and PC, The The Walking Dead. <laughs> no, I'm out, I'm out. Is it the I idea of the Caveman Ninja? I refuse to be here, Bless, in this room, and hearing him laugh like that he next to me, me, and then also, oh, he muted me. What the hell? I just got jabbed. I got punched. I got struck by it, stricken uh, by Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what's happening at this point. Yeah, you're no longer muted, Bless. It was just while you were talking Christ. shit. It was oh just while you were talking shit. God, I hate this guy. I hate this guy. Ring back, Barrett. Uh, He's out dead. today. Out today. He's very much alive. He's just busy in the other room. Eastward is out today for Xbox Series X and Xbox One. Inscription is out today for Switch. Uh, go play Inscription. It's a must play. That's what I said before when I was muted. Uh, new Joe and Mac Caveman Ninja is out today uh, plus, for just PS5. To clear, you were only muted while you're talking shit about me God, uh, <laughs> playing the music. Okay. Uh, new Joe and Mac Caveman Ninja is out today for PS5, PS4, Switch, and PC. That's what I thought Kevin was originally laughing about, the idea of a Caveman Ninja, because that is inherently really funny. Yeah. <laughs> a Caveman Ninja? How do you learn about nin- ninjutsu? <laughs> <laughs> How did you learn about ninjutsu? <laughs> it's a caveman! They didn't have that back then. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you don't know how old ninja is. You uh, don't know how old ninja is. Ninjutsu? <laughs> Uh, uh, we also got what else is out today? Fuck, I lost, I lost count. WRC Generations for Switch, mm-hmm. Romancing Saga, Minstrel Song, <laughs> Remaster for PC, PS4, PS5, Switch, and Mobile, Project Downfall uh, for PC, Munchkin Digital, uh, Munchkin Digital, <laughs> Munchkin Digital. Okay, that's out in early access for PC. Predecessors out in early access for PC. Moonshine oh Inc. is out for PC. Dwarven Skykeep for PC. Elevator Action. Hold <laughs> return <on>. returns. <laughs> Which one is it? Elevator action? No, or is I'm it Munchkin ahead. Digital? I'm looking ahead to the next one that you're gonna read. Oh, okay, and I need you to prepare yourself. <laughs> I don't think I, I don't think I'm gonna survive the rest of this episode. Tim, I'm gonna be honest. Elevator <laughs> action return s tribute for PC, PS4, Switch, and Xbox One. I am Jesus Christ prologue for PC. <laughs> <laughs> is this a banana situation, Kevin? Did you add that there? <laughs> no. Wait, like Jesus we, Christ. We've talked about this game, right? I am oh. Jesus Christ prologue. Yeah. You know what? I think we have. I remember seeing gameplay because it's the one where you play as Jesus. Yep. <laughs> Luke one one. It says in the corner of the yep. video. The awakening of Jesus. Why does Hold it on. look like Skyrim? Yeah. Wait. Go back to the beginning of this trailer because for a second it looked like Infinity Mimi or whatever that was called. <laughs> no, <laughs> Infinity it's Mickey. Much, it's nowhere near as pretty. <laughs> I love how the quest that you're on is called the awakening of Jesus here. Oh. I, I, AJ Brun in the chat says, I played it. Spoiler, you fight Satan early on. No way. That's a lie. You're lying. Oh, he's Holy got the force. shit. Wow, this looks... Is this a Skyrim mod? Does this start off as a Skyrim mod? Because this has big Skyrim vibes to it. 
Did you say the force? Is that what you said, Kevin? I mean, he I mean, just picked up a log. What do you call that? Oh, oh shit, he can do the thing. I feel like that's part of the gifts of the spirit. I, uh, I don't. Th- I don't think telekinesis was one of Jesus's <laughs> powers, right? Oh, wine manager, you put that dude out of business for sure, right? Oh shit, he's got fireballs. Okay, there's no way that this is biblical. Like, there's no way that this is. <laughs> there's no way this is biblical. <laughs> this is not canon. This is not canon. Like the stuff that's happening here. Oh, he's healing. He's they've healing. gone too far. He's healing. He's all. They've gone too far. Inside of an anus, maybe. Maybe Unreal Engine shouldn't be so widely available is where I'm at right now. All right, let's take it back. Epic, start charging for it. Uh, new Joe and Mac came... Oh, I already did that one. Tetris the Grandmaster is out today for PS4 oh and Switch. God. And then Fall Guys Sunken Secrets is out now featuring characters from SpongeBob SquarePants. Uh, new days for you. Shredders is coming to PS5 on December 6th. That's a snowbike Mike joint that he loves. Uh, Neon White comes to PS5 and PS4 on December 13th. That's cool. a kind of funny joint that we all love. Yeah. Let's fucking go. And then uh, this comes from at Street Fighter on Twitter. Prepare for a closed beta test number two for Street Fighter 6 from December 16th through the 19th on PS5, Xbox, and Steam. Uh, you're getting eight characters, online matches, crossplay, input delay reduction feature, and some tweaks. Get hyped for that. Uh, deal of the day for you. This comes from Wario64. Coming to Game Pass today, we're getting Eastward, Walking Dead, the final season, and totally reliable delivery service. On December 6th, we're getting Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga, and Hello Neighbor 2. Uh, December 8th, we're getting Chained Echoes and Metal Hellsinger. On December 13th, we're getting High on Life and Poison Craft. Then on the 15th, we're getting Hot Wheels Unleashed Game of the Year Edition. Game of the Year Edition. Y'all did it, bless. Remember when me and you saw that game for the first time? We're like, yo, yo, this actually looks pretty damn great. And now here we are, a Game of the Year Edition. Anything can be Game of the Year if you believe enough and have your own say. This isn't as, as egregious as Far Cry 6, trying to claim that somebody gave them Game of the Year, all right? At least for Hot Wheels Unleashed, I can kind of believe it. The game's yeah. pretty good. And also, we get Rainbow Billy on <laughs> December 15th. Great. What a, what, a, what a day, December 15th. What a day. Is. Tim, it mm-hmm. is time for kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong, where you write in, let us know what we got wrong. Oh, my God. I'm signed out. <laughs> uh, I don't have access to <laughs> kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Hold on. Uh, you write in, let us know what we got wrong. As you got it wrong, we can correct it. Full is watching later on YouTube. What's my password? Uh, and listening later on podcast services around the globe it's gonna ask me to confirm oh nope i got in hell yeah what uh, we get wrong bless somebody says it's december kev you forgot the christmas intro do you not see where we're at right now <laughs> we barely got here we were 10 minutes late for the show today cut us some fucking slack jordan vickers damn that really hurts i'm not gonna lie that really hurts it is december 1st fuck yeah, that's the oh. kind of thing i like to have ready did I say November first? Uh, no, today is December first. You said December. yeah, but like at the top of the show, somebody said that. Uh, oh, you said November first? Yeah, I might have said November first. That's crazy. That sounds believable. I might have said that. Wow, it's wild. Um, might be the craziest thing I've heard. The amount of people that started the episode and then clicked off because they're like, "Oh man, there's a whole episode," and then didn't listen to the rest of the thing. Our reviews are gonna tank for this one. Uh, I don't even. I, I I definitely don't have the Christmas intro on this computer. <sighs> oh, Marlene's actress is actually Merle Dandridge. Who played her in the games also according oh, to Shia yeah and, and yeah, yeah. They, they announced that long long time ago when they first were talking about the the series that's very cool uh Ignacio Rojas is, uh, writes in and says for Kevin uh cavemen predate ninjutsu by about 40,000 years he doesn't know that he thinks that you know what I'm saying he doesn't know it it's impossible to know that sort of thing 
wait, Kabob starts in says blessing is right that um in that he knows uh, he says Jesus Christ prologue isn't canon. The word canon originally referred to which texts were considered part of the full Bible. Is that true? Like did did I just loop that all around? Where canon originally came from us talking about which books counted in the Bible and then we started using it for like yeah comic books mm-hmm. and then I, yeah. I think it might also have to do with the canonites. Tim, I'm not, I'm well, how do you? Feel? I, I I don't know what canonites are, but you didn't bless say canon earlier. Bless, bless you do, right? I don't listen. I don't want to reveal that I wasn't paying attention in Sunday school. Damn, for reals, bro. Oh, dude. I I think I missed the chapter on the canonites, and I did I did mention canon earlier. Yeah, Tim. You did not mention canon earlier, and I know that really? because I loved what you said. No, he you didn't. Said, this isn't, no, he said this isn't biblical. Oh, oh yeah, but no. Right, right after that, while we we're laughing, I did, I did say okay. that. Oh, it's also not. It's that not is canon. so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus wasn't doing. He wasn't doing all that. In you the don't New think Testament. he launched a <laughs> Jesus Christ had dreads, so shake him. That is true. Jesus, he did have dreads, so you gotta shake him. And with that. Tomorrow's hosts are kind of funny games day. They're going to be Tim and me once again. That's right. You're getting us two buffoons. Uh, but we're going to be in the actual studio this time, I think. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Don't quote me on you that. Know? Who knows? Just <laughs> if you're watching this live fire. right now, after this is Fortnite with Kev, Joey, and Roger. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to catch that stream later, you can subscribe to YouTube.com. So it's kind of funny games. Don't leave. There's definitely like a gas leak, I think, in this room somehow. Like, I think yeah. that's what that's the energy today. Uh, of course, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday live, uh, live right here on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games and Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. Until next time, Game Daily. <laughs>